The Next to Nothing podcast is brought to you in part by our partnership with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is your one-stop shop for everything geek. Find discounted books, new and old games, and a variety of software. A portion of all purchases from Humble Bundle go to supporting a charity of your choice, like the American Red Cross, St. Jude's, Save the Children, and more. With $145 million raised so far, Humble Bundle is a great place to buy your games and help save the world. Use our affiliate link in the description of this podcast, and a portion of your purchase will not only go to a charity, but also help support the show. Visit HumbleBundle.com for more details. You guys doing? Not bad. How are you Fantastic. doing? Fantastic. Dude, I am doing solidly okay, except for the fact that it's summer and it's hot as hell. Aside from that, <laughs> great. <laughs> solidly okay. That's a new one. Yeah. Well, and of, of course, you live in uh, California, which... Yeah. Even the, the land that's always on fire, no matter what. Ooh, exactly. Yeah. It might as well be hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> let's see, since we've been uh since we've been doing the podcast, you've survived fires, you've survived snowstorms, you've survived earthquakes and uh just blazing hot heat. Am I am I missing anything? Uh, Landslides? Fire tornadoes, but I guess that's fire. fire. So that yeah, I, I, we're good. Swarms <laughs> of locusts basically covers everything. Not yet. Soon, no, one day. Oh, I'm sure. I say what give, about it, give it a the, week or two. Uh, what about the Holy Spirit coming and taking all the firstborns? That was <laughs> that already Spirit. happened. Whatever. It's not big. Bless you, my child. <laughs> oh man. You doing good over there, Danny? You good? <laughs> I'm hearing some buzzing. <laughs> well, Uh-oh. Danny's broken, so I guess I'm gonna be the first. Uh, oh, okay. my back. Yeah, yeah, welcome. Back. Long time no Something see. weird happened there. I'm not going to touch hold. the microphone. <laughs> All right. So uh, now that my microphone is working, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in video gaming. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Ren Dishions. Hi, that's me. Hello. How you guys doing? I hope you're all incredible. Hello, hello. And our special guest this week, a man who, first off, uh, has been streaming on Twitch for one year today. He's celebrating his stream anniversary yes. with Congrats, us today. Hell Acorns. Yeah. Oh, man. Hi. I'm fantastic. How are you? <laughs> I wasn't sure how long the intro was going to go, so I was like, quiet. quiet go. <laughs> Just wait for it. And he's saying out. Oh man. <laughs> um, so Acorns, we yes. like to do a plug at the top of the show and at the bottom of the show. Ah, oh, right. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you and what they're gonna find when they get there? So, uh, as Danny said, I'm Acorns. Uh, I'm an aspiring voice actor. Um, and actually, been doing a lot of auditions lately, so that's been really fun. Uh, typically. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and like, they're just a lot of it's just like fan projects. Like, I need someone for my Minecraft project. And I'm like, sure, I'll do it, whatever. <laughs> um, but typically uh, on my stream, I'll do uh, voice acting streams where we will play uh, like games that have like RPG elements or basically just like visual novels. And it's like, you know, there's text at the bottom. And then we'll have people like myself and some other people will be doing. Uh, uh, the voices and stuff and all that, and uh, whenever I get a sub, I'll do the movie trailer voice and all that. Uh, if you guys want a sample, I could, I could, I could totally do one later. 
Give me um, one now. I don't even care. You want one now? <laughs> In a world where one man decides to subscribe to Michael Acorn, <laughs> comes the story of a lifetime. Yeah, that that, that kind of crap. <laughs> oh, uh, man. And I, I'm a big variety streamer. I play everything from Overwatch, NHL, uh, Overwatch. <laughs> it's mostly just a lot of Overwatch lately. I just, I just finished uh, Detroit Become Human Known. That was fantastic. Ooh. So yes. Good. So oh, good. Man. Yeah. Loved it. So, yeah, uh, you can find me at twitter.tv slash A underscore Z0RNZ. There was another acorn taken, so. <laughs> Yay. If you guys are in the Twitch stream, I will go on ahead and uh, put a link out there for you guys to check that out if you guys are listening on spotify apple Podcasts, or watching on youtube or any of the other wonderful places we put our podcast uh link will be down below in the description of this episode so go check him out go give him a follow and uh don't miss his streams yes his streams are fantastic actually there'll be one following uh, the podcast tonight Ooh. excellent so you guys will have a opportunity right away to check him out uh, we have some a little bit of housekeeping to get out of the way quick. Mm-hmm. First off, tomorrow is July 31st, which means tomorrow at midnight, my time, uh, Chicago time, we will be taking the mug, the one-year NTN mug, off of the store. So this is your last chance, if you guys are watching live, to go get yourself a limited edition, next-to-nothing year mug. Um so go pick that up. They are fantastic. I still have to get mine uh, <laughs> because I'm still having problems with PayPal. <laughs> oh, man, I know the feeling. So uh, because apparently Streamlabs doesn't want to just use, you know, credit cards <laughs> or won't use Google. It, it pissed me off. Uh, that's just something else. We also have our giveaway that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So this week, the game that we were giving away, the individual game that we're giving away, was a copy of Monster Prom. Ooh. So we're going to pick a random name for the Monster Prom, and then we're also going to give away – my seat is shrinking. i um, sorry. <laughs> you said it would happen too. I said it was – yeah. You actually – Ryan, you caught me in the middle when, you, when we started. You caught me in the middle of talking about why this – I hate this fucking chair. Oh, my God. Um, so we're going to uh, draw the random name for monster prom. And then we're going to draw the random name for the $70 package. Now, if you guys remember the way that it worked was that the more that you retweeted the links throughout the month, your name would get put in the hat essentially multiple times for the, uh, package worth $70. So let's do monster prom first. And our winner is at Frank from Patties on Twitter. Uh, at Frank from Patties, thank Ooh. you for uh, retweeting the link and congratulations. We will be sending you, we'll be adding you on Twitter. So please make sure that you uh, respond to our message. You have 30 days to rede- uh, reclaim your prize. If you guys haven't redeemed your prizes within 30 days, we will be giving them away again. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had two people not claim their prizes, so... No, two people out of that. three so far. So basically, we've only given away one. That's, yeah. that's pretty much yeah, yeah, been yeah, the yeah. case. <laughs> oh, man. I still can't get over that. I could not believe, like... Because uh-huh. I was thinking, for uh, because I'm supposed to be giving away uh, Hollow Knight 
um, mm -hmm. and the person never got in contact with us, and I'm just sitting over here like, is am I gonna get a mess? Like, when when do you need this link? I'm ready, whatever you are. <laughs> yeah, I have the code. And that's a good game too. It's so yeah. good. Oh my I've god, it's good. I haven't gotten it yet myself, but we got oh, a key man. from the developers of Insurgency Sandstorm. Oh really? And we still haven't been able to give that. Like the person just never <laughs> responded. Um, so I did uh, just draw the winner for our seventy dollars package. Uh, this is the seventy dollars year package, uh, year celebration package. You, we want to like a, do like a little drum roll. Like a little... It's Nemi Butt. Congratulations! Oh, Nemi Butt. Good ish, <laughs> Nemi. Nice. Hell yes, yeah. congratulations, Nemi. You have won the uh, Next to Nothing Year Celebration Package. It has a total value of $70. I will be sending, because I know exactly who Nemi Butt is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will be sending you the keys to redeem. Uh, so congratulations. Oh, man. Other than that, I think we are all good uh, in terms of any sort of uh housekeeping right Ren, anything yeah else? i believe so um no not really i mean i i could just talk about how i got a new camera which is awesome by the way i love yeah, it to death crisp oh thank Real you crisp. thank you i went from web camera to actual camera and oh my god the difference is like nutty i can't get over it, it is the best that's the I mean, awesome. same thing I'll, I'll can i break. just <laughs> can i just real quick just say that i am pissed that you got that though <laughs> because I ha I now have to I I have a DSLR, mm -hmm. so now I actually have to get the AC adapter and like a cam link or you know <laughs> something so I can match your quality. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have oh, I have a, a Canon M50 that I use for uh, like a lot of the um, uh, freelance work that I do, but I mm -hmm. haven't quite like bit the bullet yet to get. A camling to use it on my stream because at the same time i'm like i am just the laziest fucker <laughs> in the world so i'm just like i'm just gonna leave it right there it's gonna stay there forever <laughs> and then instead of me having to like undo the freaking uh camera every time i want to use it out in the field i'm just like i just need to get another camera and just have it sit there yeah because oh, otherwise it's just yeah it's just my webcam is just like just sitting there so yeah so thanks ren <laughs> no problem thanks. i just need to get that mild humble brag out there that's all that's that's all no big deal or anything flaxen. Flaxen. oh man i love it so much it's an amazing camera i'm so happy what camera oh, yeah. is it it is a lumix gx85 it is oh, quite nice. nice it's a 4k mirrorless mm -hmm. camera and oh my god nice. it is Very nutty nice. i love it all right See, that's, bubble, uh, bubble gets me flaxen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. What kind of you're using a 12 millimeter, like 50 millimeter lens, something like that. I'm right? using right now. I think I have a 12 to uh, yeah. I think I have a 12 to 50 on. I also have a. I think it's, it's a weird a, focal length. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking about getting a 25, like a 25 millimeter mm. with like a really short uh aperture or yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A really really tiny depth of field. Um. Mm. Thinking about it. Dude, lenses are insane costing. They're like $150. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know. I was just like, so, oh, camera. Yeah. And then like glass. I've... Yeah. Glass is fucking expensive. So yeah. if there's any like beginning photographers out there and you guys are like wanting to get like different like links and stuff like that, here's one of my one of my number one tips. It if you can find working compatible adapters, do not be afraid to buy vintage glass. 
Okay. Acorn might might disagree with me. I know he. No, no, I I 100 agree with you. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I know I know some people who disagree about buying vintage glass. But if you're like trying, like if you don't want to buy um, a 500 dollars lens, that's you know just because you you want to take nature photography and you and you need something that's 70 to 200 millimeters. Mm-hmm. Buying a vintage lens cuts that fraction down and the adapter sometimes if the adapter works like there's going to be some trial and error in that mm-hmm. um i bought an adapter and i just couldn't seem to get a lens to work with the with an adapter mm-hmm. um so i mean like i said you're gonna do some trial and error i uh i inherited i guess um a vintage 200 millimeter lens and a vintage 50 millimeter lens with the camera with an old Canon camera that I still have to get an adapter for, for my DSLR. But I'm actually really excited to try those out at some point because I have um, a 50 millimeter, I have a 18 to 55 kit lens and I have a 75 to 300 millimeter lens. So I kind of have the gamut there mm-hmm. that like what you need, you know, I have one prime lens, oh, yeah. you know, one that can do wide and then one that can do uh, super tight. Um, and I got those all for minimal prices. Uh, but the vintage lenses are the ones I'm excited to actually try out. So nice. uh, this is photography talk on next enough. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say, forget all the topics we had. Blah, whatever. But, you know, actually, the, what's kind of related to this is, you know, uh, Michael. Or I'm sorry. Oh, was I not supposed to say your actual name? I, I said my name earlier. I, okay. I, it's not a big deal. Whoops. Um, nice. <laughs> Mike, sorry. Um you you've done a lot of video work i've done video work me and you are both power users in adobe audition or adobe premiere Mm -hmm. uh i'm actually a power user in a lot of adobe stuff i i had something advertised to me last week that i wanted to try out and i did try it out called Mm -hmm. femora 9 it's from wondershare it's a non-linear video editing system that uh markets itself as a editing software that does everything for you Mm -hmm. essentially okay it okay so it's all about like (laughs) it's all about like unlocking your potential in video editing um and, and like doing the whole uh spend less time editing more time creating is kind of like how mm-hmm. it like all felt right right i tried out the free version and let me first say the free version i don't know what i was expecting i was expecting a watermark not a giant fuck off watermark that was <laughs> an entire lower third oh it legitimately took took up the entire third bottom third of the screen oh no Wow! Oh God, no. I was ex- I was expecting a watermark, but I was not expecting a giant. Literally, I mean, right where like my my microphone is. If you guys are watching the screen, mm-hmm. all the way across the bottom. Oh, that's wow. just absurd! Yeah. yeah, for for the free version. But even still, yeah, yeah, I was expecting something you know in the corner, you know, mm-hmm. like right here where my hand is, or you or know. like just like maybe like uh, you can only like export like five minutes or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah so that's what i was expecting that's not what i was expecting (laughs) so right off the bat 
this is not for anyone unless you guys want to start learning how to edit video. Um, but even then, I do not think this is going to be entirely the best option for anyone that wants to learn how to edit video. So let me just kind of mm -hmm. go through some of the stuff. Uh, like I said, it's a nonlinear editing system, which means basically uh, for, for people who don't know, nonlinear means that you can stack video on top of video. Right. Um, back in the old days of film, it was all linear because you had to take the film mm -hmm. and then you had to splice the film together. Right. Yeah. very linear box you know um non-linear like i said means you can stack video on top of video so i can put you know this here and then i can put like maybe some sort of b-roll over top of me talking mm -hmm. or i can i can you know be talking here and then i can have some sort of video pop up and they you know right here and then play simultaneously yeah so that's what that means that you can have different video channels in a single project playing at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, the window layout for this is similar to Adobe Premiere. Um, more similar to Adobe Premiere than say like Avid or Final Cut. Um, I've I, I watched some tutorials on Final Cut. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I've Final worked with Cut. Avid. I've never <laughs> used Final Cut. I have used Avid once. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, uh, Avid. <laughs> Dude, Avid is a pain in the ass, especially on the systems. I mean, the the university computers that had like three oh gigs God. of RAM. Uh, I, I was like, I was forced to use Avid in college, and I yeah. hated it. I basically because like I I'd had enough experience by this point. Like I got into a class like for video editing. Uh -huh. I mm -hmm. had enough experience at this point where I was just like teach you could teach me like a couple new things that's about it but i like i under the table i was like i'm doing this shit in premiere i don't give a fuck yeah because <laughs> I, just, I just got so fed up at one point i was like i just like basically i went into the lab and i was like okay i'm gonna export all my footage off of this camera in an avid and then mm -hmm. i'm just gonna put it on this drive take it home and edit it in premiere because fuck avid we mm -hmm. i had kind of a similar situation where we we really struggled with avid and what really sucked was the codec thing so this is going to get really off tracks again but so avid, re <laughs> avid requires that you convert things into a particular codec and i remember mm -hmm. we had four or five hours of footage for a documentary and we we exported them or we we started importing them and letting avid do the codec thing and it took five hours Oh. Like we had to reserve a oh. lab computer for five hours. That's disgusting. Before we could even touch it to edit. It, <laughs> oh my it, God. Yeah. Um, so like I said, it looks a lot like Premiere. Mm -hmm. A lot of the windows and stuff, how, the, you know, where media gets imported and where media gets, you know, the bins. Actually, mm -hmm. I don't even think it has a bin system. This Filmora doesn't, I don't believe Filmora has a bin system. Um, okay. So, but then every, everything else, you know, where the bins and where the media are is mm -hmm. exactly where it's in relation to the timeline. And then the monitor above the timeline where you see all your cuts and stuff like that. And then you have your other, like, you know, your controls, your, your media controls where you can adjust effects and color and stuff like that is above the bins and the um, media import. So like I said, very much like a standard Adobe premiere layout. Um, so anyone that's even like played with Premiere will probably feel a little bit more comfortable with Filmora 9 mm -hmm. uh, just by its layout. Um, like I said, this is a software that very much is we've done everything for you. Mm -hmm. um, it has built in effects, transitions, um, 
Ren, as you're getting into photography, yeah. you might not have heard this term before, but you might learn it later. It's called a LUT. Uh, yes. Yeah, I do know about LUTs. Yeah. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, Acorn, look up table, right? Uh, I just, I know what it does. I don't know the acronym, yeah. though. So a LUT is basically like a profile for colors mm -hmm. so you have something that's uh you take your white balanced and slightly color corrected or not, i guess not slightly you're you're properly color corrected and white balanced footage and you apply a color profile over it mm -hmm. um and, and it will make it'll it'll change the the colors in in very specific ways yeah so this has built-in luts and the luts that are built into this um are named after or at least designed after um already existing looks so the walking dead has a lot in here game of thrones has a lot um i'm trying to think of some other name like i think uh 300 has a lot in this mm -hmm. or a lot based on it or designed after it right um it, there are transition effects that are um all sorts of logger fancy you know swooshes and you know zoom ins and then zoom out quicks um there's no basic fade to white fade to black color or mm. you know film dissolve transitions in this everything is like within 3d space or like a weird zoom in zoom out or some sort of weird swirl i spent a lot of time trying to find just like a basic film dissolve Mm -hmm. because i put it i was playing around with a lower third or like a title thing and one of my biggest pet peeves is when something like that just kind of disappears okay um i i don't like when things just kind of disappear on the screen i mm -hmm. like a, i like it to just dissolve right yeah. um and so i was trying to find like a dissolve for just some text that i put on the screen and i could not find it it was not in transitions um, there's no opacity controls. So mm -hmm. if you're doing any video editing and you want something to be on screen, but you don't want it to be, you know, you know, you want it to right. be, you want it to be a little opaque, a little see-through. Mm -hmm. So if it's like a, you know, a network, uh, or, you know, some sort of logo that you need to have in the corner, but you don't want it just to be bold and right there in the corner, mm -hmm. there's nothing that you can do about that. That's no opacity can yeah no opacity controls at all which really? is a very yeah which is a very very basic yeah that's very standard so for for reference i don't really have a whole lot in like video editing experience but i have used like uh vegas i've used sunny vegas uh 15 and while it's not exactly the best thing in the world it's functional and it does have like it has core features and like i know i could do that like that's not necessarily a difficult task mm -hmm. to like apply an opacity meter or something but that's really like that's a big issue if it's lacking on those kind of features. Is that just yeah, what it was yeah. lacking in the free version, or do you know or what? So I looked around the website, and there seems to be a couple different versions of Filmora. So I'm not sure mm -hmm. if that was just Filmora Nine. Okay, that was missing those features. Yeah, but that being said, there's a couple different. Uh, versions that you could buy like you could buy like a one-year license which was like 60 dollars mm -hmm. i think and then you could buy a uh bigger version or like a, a lifetime version for no maybe it was um maybe it was like a one-year license for 40 dollars and a lifelong for 60 something like that okay but 
all not like, bad. Yeah. I honestly, it's, when I still like, hear that price, I'm I'm actually a little bit surprised because yeah. uh, what was it? Vegas, Vegas, nine times out of ten. The only reason why I really considered Vegas is because it's a one time purchase, and mm. I'm personally of the opinion like I don't want to pay a monthly subscription fee. I'm not that kind of guy. Um, yeah, but that was expensive. That was like four hundred bucks to like acquire mm. that. So just being able to get like the entire thing for sixty, that's not necessarily bad by any stretch of the imagination yeah um so yeah the prices and stuff here's i have a few more grievances with it Mm -hmm. um a lot of the cutting and trimming is very clunky Mm. um the zooming in and the zooming out of the timeline uh just does not feel good like i don't feel like i'm accurate with it Mm -hmm. um and so there's also like another thing that that to me is pretty standard is being able to do a in and out point on a on a piece of video so like we take a section of this podcast and i i let it run for a minute and i wanted mm-hmm. to hit you know control i for in and then control o for out and what that would allow me to do would be to copy that or make a sub clip or something like that. So I could use that and, and piece that together. Okay. The only there, are, you can only cut with, and it uh, would stutter for a second when you hit cut, instead of just placing the cut, you mm-hmm. would hit the cut button. You know, you'd, uh, I believe it was like control B. So you'd hit control B, it'd stop for a second and then keep going which felt very strange and clunky because I wanted to just kind of keep going. Right. And the other part of that was it was an actual cut in the file. Okay. It wasn't a marker for a sub clip. Right. There was like no sub clipping. Right. So I couldn't just take this file and I couldn't make other multiple smaller files of it. Mm -hmm. That just (laughs) sounds like just so ass backwards. Yeah. And I'm not sure. And I'm not sure if that's, if I'm just spoiled, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to decide. I'm like, I'm looking at this. I'm like, am I just spoiled? Right. I've been a power user of Adobe Premiere. Now mm-hmm. I'm not a great video editor. Uh, video editing, video in general has never really been like my favorite thing to work with, especially mm-hmm. when I was um, in university. I always had a more, I was always more focused on radio and uh, audio stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if I just was kind of spoiled and I got very used to a certain set of ideas and practices. Mm-hmm. But that to me, you, you're right. It felt ass backwards. I'm like, why can I not make a sub clip of some sort? And maybe I didn't spend enough time, but it should have been very apparent mm-hmm. what tools did what. And so, yeah, I couldn't seem to find it. Um, So that felt very strange um let's see so like i said a lot of like basic effects or transitions just seemed like not as existent um audio felt like trying to adjust audio volume Mm -hmm. um in in doing like keyframes it seemed really finicky um and that could have been on my mouse honestly my mouse has been acting up a little bit lately um anyone that's been watching my uh streams will see that my mouse is probably on the fritz uh on its way out um that that's just your excuse for not getting those headshots i, 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 I got you. <laughs> no i see i 
people who watch my stream <clears throat> know that I can't click heads to save my fucking life. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why, like, when I play Insurgency, I play Breacher. I'm a fucking spray and pray and move really fast kind of player. Mm -hmm. um, the it, what actually happens is, like, if I because I have the toggle to aim, I'll hold. I'll try to hold it down, and it'll just kind of like freak out and like go in between aiming and not go go between ads and not it was mm -hmm. very strange mm -hmm. um so it, it could just be that my mouse was finicky but trying to like do any sort of audio leveling um was not great uh not a whole lot of control so what i did was i took i i downloaded from pixabay some stock footage of like a beach uh, you know, like a, a, some drone footage on the beach, some, mm -hmm. you know, uh, time, time lapse of a city highway, um, all that kind of shit. Uh, and just kind of, you know, played around with it and checked all the, you know, all the transitions and stuff. The very basic color control. Um, I don't even remember. I might need to like open this up, but I don't remember seeing a, oh no, there is a white balance in it. Mm -hmm. uh but the white balance isn't great <laughs> oh great um, it's not like super accurate mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's no if i remember right there's no so a lot of a lot of software will have a eyedropper so mm -hmm. i guess i'm white balanced in this but let's just say because i have a uh incandescent light bulb or at least a a, a light bulb that looks incandescent Mm -hmm. um has a has a lower color temperature instead of a higher color temperature uh i'm wearing a, a white shirt so maybe if my webcam wasn't white balancing properly i would you know my white shirt would look orange so mm -hmm. a lot of software uh photoshop premiere avid um lightroom you know what you can do is you can take a eyedropper and say this here is supposed to be white and yeah. it will make this white and balance everything else around that Mm -hmm. so it'll make it look like it's supposed to be so that the f footage was shot at uh 5600 degrees kelvin uh which for people who aren't engrossed in photography and video that's daylight uh <laughs> um it didn't seem so the white balancing didn't seem super accurate in my opinion mm -hmm. um, it's like i said it's just not great i don't think anyone looking to really start out any sort of media hobby or career should look at femora and be like this is a good investment mm -hmm. i think this is a good time for anyone in middle and high school mm -hmm. or extreme novices who want to learn the basics can play around with it mm -hmm. kind of understand some basics of editing because it is non-linear that's nice right you know you're not trying to do it with um iMovie or uh fucking iMovie <laughs> fucking iMovie yeah or Windows Movie Maker even though it doesn't say. exist anymore yeah so like uh, I think I think I don't mean to cut you off there but I think you no. hit the nail on the head with these type of editing softwares mm -hmm. because I was hammered over my head in all my classes it's either like okay yeah the, the industry standards either gonna be Avid which is also garbage yeah. or premiere which i 
have wanted to yeet out of my fucking computer several times this past week. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like it's just, any Adobe software recently has just been not stable and it's been driving mm-hmm. up the yeah. wall. So like I think a lot of the a lot of these like this 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 one that you're talking about and then uh, another one that a lot of people the lot a lot of people like this is a great one uh, DaVinci Resolve. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been hearing that one is actually fantastic and I'm like do I make the switch? I don't want to make the switch because I'm so like, as you said, I'm a power user of Adobe software. So it's just like I, the best, the, the best, the best thing that Adobe software does is that everything is just synced up. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's like I could sit there and I could start a project in, in Premiere. I could edit the the audio and, and and I can sit like right click it and see you know, I want to edit the audio in audition and then mm-hmm. I can put an After Effects project in that same timeline at the same time. So it's like I don't want to have to do make that move, even though I've heard so many great things about Resolve. And my biggest problem is is that Premiere is just it's never stable. It's never been stable. I have the amount of times that I have I've I've cussed out Premiere because it crashed and I lost <laughs> an entire project is insurmountable. <laughs> Yep. insurmountable and I, I, it just <laughs> i have thankfully never had it happen on a major project i've always had it happen on little projects um but oh. you're right like one of the biggest like one of the biggest perks about adobe premiere mm-hmm. and when i talk to people about about like getting like software you know if they're getting interested in doing their own media stuff and they ask me what i use i say adobe uh, adobe products not because that's what I just learned on, but also because it plays well. Like if you get the Adobe suite, you mm-hmm. can you, you can put your After Effects thing in it. You can edit things on Audition, and if you want, you can um, create things in Photoshop and implant it in there too. Mm-hmm. Like it all just works seamlessly together. Um, but you're right. Like the unstableness, <laughs> the instability that becomes Adobe rendering and exporting. Yeah. Mm-hmm is nerve wracking, especially if you're on a deadline. Yeah. Um, I, but so for me, kind of getting back to Filmora nine, mm-hmm. if, if you want to start learning how to do some video editing, mm-hmm. I think this would be something that you can download and, and kind of get some of the basics, yeah. Yeah. you know, maybe emulate some ideas that you have, but I do not think this should be your end all be all. I think, mm-hmm. Once you start getting some basics down, um, in some other concepts of of editing and stuff like that, you, this would be babies first. Mm-hmm. That's you a start, good way to describe it. Yeah, this is babies first. You you know this is your tricycle. It's time to move up to a bicycle at a certain point, and then that's when you start looking at Adobe Premiere, uh, Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, maybe DaVinci, like you said. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. That's from more nine. I can't really recommend it in terms of actual use, especially mm-hmm. the free version because of the giant fuck off watermark. <laughs> like to me that automatically when I did the export now, yeah. I'll, uh, I did a, I did a, uh, like I said, I did a test export. Mm-hmm. Um, did I already delete it? I might've already put it in the trash can. <laughs> that's how bad <laughs> it was. For the best. Get out of here. <laughs> um, Let's see, because oh, I'm actually kind of tempted to show it just with, you know, like share my screen real quick. Um, is this it? 
no. So yeah, it just wasn't, like I said, not a lot of practical mm-hmm. uses for anyone outside of really just learning. Yeah. Um, it, so it's odd. So we're talking about Filmora and like I even said, like I use Vegas. Um, but if anything, like more than anything, it's just telling me to use Premiere instead. I know that you guys were like, it's unstable. I have just nonstop experienced crashes with Vegas too. So I don't know if that's just like part of the business. I don't know. So I'm just like, dude, be, maybe. It no, it shouldn't be. be. You're totally right. But like, yeah, I don't know, dude. I I, I so, normally am not the kind of guy that does like a monthly like subscription sort of thing. But uh-huh. for like, just based on like what you guys are talking about, because mm. for the most part, when you guys were talking about Formora, I was like, yeah, these are kind of the same issues I experienced with like Vegas. Not to like the insane degree of like, there's no opacity because that's fucking mm. dumb. Like, I don't, I don't know how you missed that part. But uh, but just in general, like, even looking at it a little bit, I was like, yeah, this just reminds me of Vegas. I don't really see a difference, really. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I should yeah. try out a Premiere Can and I... see how that's all about. So just so people know that I'm not exaggerating the fucking watermark, I'm going to share my screen real quick. Okay. Um, we'll see if it breaks everything. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to point out, I don't know how well you guys can see it on, mm-hmm. on the stream, but you notice how that's opaque? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fucking watermark itself is opaque. <laughs> oh, man. Oh Listen, there's only so many opacity features they can allow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it basically just says... Buy Filmora 9! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that is obnoxious. Oh, yeah. man. So See, I, can, I can imagine, like, like a, like a, maybe just like a faint, like, white one. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. But but nothing that just obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, so I actually put, I, this was the one thing that I put a lot on, and this was, like, the Batman LUT. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's slick looking. Yeah. Think uh, you know, if I were a scumbag, I'd say I shot that, but uh, <laughs> that's not mine. I mean, so yeah, and like I said, there's like no fade out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just was not great. That's so weird. That's so weird. Um, yeah, and like uh, D- Danny, do you do most of your editing on uh, on Windows or or Mac? I'm a Windows user. Windows user. I I, I really wonder. Lately, since I've been editing, like I've, I've made the switch back to to Windows, just because I want to be able to have kind of not have to have like a Mac and a PC, a PC for gaming, and a Mac for editing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed most of my problems when it comes to any Adobe software literally has been me experiencing it on Windows. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Um, I've I've used the Adobe products on Apple uh, products in various different uh, circumstances. Mm-hmm. And that is something I've noticed. It does run a little bit more reliably on, on, on Apple products. And I don't know why. Yeah. Um, so that's for more. And like I said, I can't recommend it to anyone actually, you know, wanting to run a, run a channel with it mm-hmm. or any other projects with it. I recommend, you know, definitely learn this pro- uh, program. Um, babies first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's Filmora 9. Um, we have some other topics here. Yeah. Uh, which one are we talking about next, Ben? <laughs> well, the next one, the next one's actually Slay the Spire. It's a game I've been playing off stream occasionally, just off and on. 
Um, I don't have mm-hmm. a whole ton of time with it, but for those who don't know what Slay the Spire is, it's a roguelike card game slash dungeon crawler. So it's definitely a weird mix of things when it comes to that regard. I'll see if I can pull up some gameplay of it in a second. But it's actually super cool. It's a lot a lot more impressive than I was thinking it was going to be. It was uh, $25, um, but on sale when I bought it for about $10. Um, I'm just grabbing some video of it right now. But uh, yeah, so basically what it is off the start, you can pick a... When you, when you immediately start the game, you have one character unlocked. And basically, every time that you win a combat or enter combat, rather, um, you gain eight health. And you have, like, a certain amount of health pool. And you're really just trying to go through an entire series of dungeons with that one character. And every time that you beat a boss or, like, find treasure along those lines, you can get more cards to add to your deck. And then you can really just start to fine-tune your deck as you play. Um... It's super cool. It's honestly, like, super great. The few things that, like, really caught my attention before I even played it is it has Twitch integration. I haven't gotten the chance mm. to use that just yet. Um, That's what intrigued me the most when we started talking about it before we started the year, the stream today. Yeah, yeah. And as as some, like, most people know, for me personally, I'm a big fan of uh, of Twitch integration just throughout, like, all of my games. I always am a big big advocate of that because it really just adds like a unique dynamic and as a streamer it's just it's it's a fun experience there's really no like downsides to it for me personally and i finally got it on mm-hmm. screen but basically as you start around you start at um it's it's like a giant whale it's basically moby dick and he kind of just greets you into the uh level and then the split second you start you get an option of uh four different like things that you can have and they're all kind of random. They'll either be positive perks, negatives, or trade-offs. And um, so, for example, you can gather relics, and relics will just help you. A good example is at the start of, like, a combat. You get two extra cards in your hand, and that's kind of how you do combat throughout the game, is you're trying to, like, use cards to, like, do damage while also trying to mitigate damage, things along those lines. Um, the biggest thing for me personally that I found enjoyable about it is that it's a game that easily makes you feel smart if you play right. Like, it, like by a landslide. Because, like, the first few cards that you get, you don't think are probably going to be super impactful when you first start playing. But, like, your third run, you're just like, okay, I already see exactly where this run's going. I'm going to run, like, a zero-cost card deck, and I'm going to, like, focus on just redrawing cards that I've already used and just focus on doing, like, as much damage as possible in the short amount of time. Or maybe I want to focus on poison, things like that or just raw damage or maybe just tank and just like slowly chip away at health bars and things along those lines um i don't know i found it to be like a blast i haven't gotten super far into it i've probably done four runs um and they're they're like they're honestly really long gameplay runs my first one was probably about an hour long of just like one single run of me not really knowing what i'm doing um of just sort of like Okay, sure, I'm kind of just wandering through this place. I'm grabbing cards that seem cool, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a card game. There's nothing really super crazy about it when you think about it. But the more and more you play it, the more, like, if you like Hearthstone, you'll probably absolutely love this kind of game, for sure. If you have, like, any interest in basic card games whatsoever, you'll, you'll probably really enjoy this. Because it does have... A, While it's not just a card game, because you are, like, basing what you're doing off of other people, 
it's still like it's it obviously has card game mechanics and i just found it really fun in that regard even as somebody that doesn't play a whole lot of hearthstone i played it in the past and i enjoyed it um mm -hmm. i don't know i found it to be i found it to be a really fun thing um and after your first run regardless of what happens you immediately unlock another character so this one the first character is like combat oriented in a sense where um every time that you enter combat um you gain health so you're essentially like life stealing back up after every combat so that way you when you get to the boss you're not totally screwed uh the next mm -hmm. one is a very card like a card drawing focused character where like at the start of each round you get two more cards than normal his entire deck is based on drawing more cards poison things along those lines and the third one was really interesting in the fact that it wasn't out of all the characters it was the least realistically card based character where what you were doing is you were just drawing abilities that function out of your turn essentially so like when you end your turn you do a bonus amount of damage based on like a certain amount of abilities you have out or something along those lines. Um, I, again, I haven't really dived too deep into it. One of the cooler things uh, as it's like kind of getting showed right now is the relic system. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of like in the same way that most roguelikes are a good example would be like Binding of Isaac where Binding of Isaac is really super heavily reliant on relics. Um, relics can make or break a like playthrough. I found that one out super fast and mm -hmm. One of the relics I got, which I thought was going to be horrible because it gives you a confusion status. What it does is it randomizes the cost of your cards. So, like, if you have, if at the start of the game, if you're just like, okay, I'm going for low cost cards, and then you get a random, like, a randomized cost version, and it costs you all of your energy to, like, play one card, horrible. But if you're playing, like, a really high cost deck and you get that super early, that changes everything. It heavily will change the like the style of gameplay altogether. You'll go from like maybe I can make one card turn to like easily five without like any like struggle whatsoever. I don't know. I found mm -hmm. it to be a lot of fun. I'm really curious to see mm -hmm. like how the Twitch integration works. Um, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you about next. You said you hadn't tried it yet, right? Yeah. No, I haven't tried it just yet. To my understanding, the way it works is that uh it is essentially I think they have control over the drops after a battle. I think that's one of the big things, as well as um, treasure locations and stuff along okay. those lines. I'm not totally positive on that one. I'm probably going to try that one out maybe next week. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I found it to be super fun. It was It's $25 full price, but I have bad. seen it. Yeah, I've seen it go on sale multiple times for like anywhere yeah. from 10 to 15. So it's not exactly like a bad price whatsoever. I don't know. It, it's definitely one of those really... It's a very solid indie game. It, it's not an indie game... Like, it's it's a card game. It's really hard to mess up a lot of the times. And even when they do mess up in terms of design, it's more into the player's benefit. So, like, okay, a card's blatantly, like, super strong. People are going yeah. to make decks based on that kind of card. Versus, like, oh, this enemy is super strong. I can't get past it. This is a frustrating mechanic. So... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I found it to be really fun in that. Um, you can upgrade cards, which is kind of getting shown right now. I don't know. There, there was a lot of, like, unique things that, I mean, grand scheme of things, it's it's a card game dungeon crawler. It really just kind of portrays that aspect. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If you guys have any questions, feel free to ask. Um, I got, I want to say, about three or four hours into it so far. 
Um, it, it's something nice to just kind of play when I just sort of feel like it. Like, it's not a game that I can actively personally just sit down and play for hours and hours on end. But, yeah. uh, like, I could easily see this being ported over to mobile. That, that's, that's one thing. Oh. Mm. That's, that's something I could easily see happening without it being any sort of struggle. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's that for me, personally. As, as you were talking about, I basically just sat here and added it right to my wish list. Just, like, I'm, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really big on the Twitch integration stuff, as I was kind of mm-hmm. telling you guys. Because I love, I love integrating, like, interacting with my chat as much as I can when I stream, so... Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I've I well I haven't had that much experience with it. This is one of the ones I've heard is really good about it. And Really? Okay. Yeah. Um the experience I have with uh Twitch integration games. I I've played a few. Um you mentioned Cluster Truck off stream. Yeah. But uh I personally haven't tried that one, but I have tried Vermintide too, which has a very fun mechanic to it. Um I've tried oh. Dead Cells and yes, Dead Cells is a really good one. Too. Yeah. Well, they both they both really nail it. Like they both really knock it out of the park in terms of those. And I've heard uh, this one in terms of its Twitch integration compared to those. So I'm I'm hoping it's at that same level. I'm not sure. But the nice thing is that with something that's like card game based, it's a really simplistic mechanic, realistically. Like you're not mm-hmm. having to do a lot of design and other aspects. So like, for example, Vermintide, while it does have fun mechanics when it comes to its uh, Twitch integration, sometimes they're really, like, null and void, and, like, they're not super meaningful or impactful, the choices. Um, But I'm assuming, based on just how simple this game is, the choices when it comes to Twitch integration are either going to be a lot more impactful or a lot more diverse than what you'd normally see. And you can kind of see this in uh, Dead Cells as well, where, like, the game has a relatively simplistic design in terms of, like, how to play the enemies aren't super crazy in terms of how diverse they are you don't really have mm-hmm. to worry about like enemies making really weird irrational movements so mm-hmm. i don't know that's that's one big thing when it comes to like twitch integration is sometimes it can be really unbalanced sometimes it could just be like hugely like off the curve and that's that's one thing that occasionally happened in Vermintide where like you'd be going through a narrow pathway and it, Twitch integration would show up, and it's like, would you like two fire enemy or like five fire enemies just like in every direction? You're just in a pit of death. That's an option that can happen. <laughs> it's like, oh god, please save me. But uh, but but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that this has a very balanced uh, Twitch integration. I want it to be hard because I think having a harder like difficulty from Twitch just makes it a lot more yeah. meaningful. But I don't want it to be so blatantly difficult that, like, I, I do one run of it, and I'm like, this, it was just an unfun run. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, that'd be, like, my biggest worry. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that, that basically covers it for me in terms of that. If you guys have any questions, cool. feel free to ask. Danny, you have any questions? The only question I have is, is this standalone or are there like expansions or DLCs or microtransactions? That's that's actually a good point. So it is a standalone game. That being said, it does have a very big modding community. I haven't really dived into it, but it does have workshop support, which is cool. That's super awesome. I really like when a game has workshop support so that way I don't have to actively go out and like download some third party like program to implement mods into my game. Um... From what I've seen, it's it's pretty expansive. 
which is nice because, like I was saying before, the enemies are relatively simplistic. You can kind of tell what an enemy is going to do at the start of every turn just based on, like, what's above their heads. So, for example, like, mm-hmm. one will have a sword. That means they're attacking for a certain amount of damage. You can kind of play off that. It's it's pretty easy to understand. So it's also easy to build around that sort of thing for a modding community. Like, okay, I'll make an enemy that just, like, does this kind of damage in this specific way or, like, focuses on these kind of stats. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a big modding community to it. I haven't dived super into it. I would love mm-hmm. to see what's happened in it. Um... But yeah, I know that they've made new character classes. I know that. I'm sure they've made new enemies, and I'm sure they've made new relics. It's just the the fact that it's such a like it's a series of simplistic things that are really just interacting together to make a whole like a fulfilled experience. More than just like it's a game with a lot of like guns and all this shit mm-hmm. where like every single detail has to be nitpicked. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm probably going to try it at some point, but I don't know when. But yeah. Cool. But yeah, that, that covers it for me. Just a short little uh, spiel. Yeah, and what's the what's the price usually? Uh, the price um, retail is 25 I've gotten okay. it. I've seen it anywhere between 10 to 15 every couple of months. So, awesome. yeah. But cool. yeah. I don't think I have any other questions. You, Acorn? I mean, I, I got the one out of the way with the with the Twitch integration stuff. So that's 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 the biggest thing I just wanted <laughs> to know about. Yeah. Cool. All right. And then um, Acorns also wanted to talk about a game. Is that right? <laughs> hey, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, big hockey fan. I've worked for a couple hockey teams uh, in the past. Mm. And for years and years and years, I have played one specific game when it comes to hockey. And it's the only game that exists when it comes to hockey, and that's NHL. Uh, brought to you by the lovely, lovely folks at EA Sports. <laughs> uh, and they just recently uh, released the beta for uh, the, the, to the 2020 year. And it's, it's so weird to say NHL 20. I don't know why. But um, my, my biggest gripe with this game, right? Um, they haven't changed it since 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, with a lot of the other EA games, they have this uh, this this engine, and actually, Battlefront Two runs on this engine too. Not to think of Frostbite. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't changed NHL's engine since 2015. Every other EA sports game, like FIFA and Madden, mm-hmm. those both now run on. Um, the Frostbite engine. Uh, what you're seeing here, this is called the Ignite engine. And, and as I'm sitting here playing it, and actually, I loved last year's. Last year's was a really cool change because it had added these, um, this new mode called um, Once, where it's just basically like you and two other players are on at a pond playing mm-hmm. pond hockey. And it's just fun, like just just drop in. There's no rules. You can you could sit there and you could literally just deck someone out right on the ice you could deck the goalie out it's fantastic it's fun it's it's fun arcadey hockey and it's fun to deploy that mode um but the biggest problem with with that from last year and it still is carried over to this year is Mm -hmm. ea has not figured out how to do proper networking i'm sitting there even in this beta and even in uh last year's 19 mode uh i'm sitting there and it is just it'll just sit there and just lag out all of a sudden i have a frozen screen I can still mm-hmm. hear the audio. 
and then all of a sudden the entire game just like almost like fast forwards oh, and i'm no. like really you, you guys are a multi-million dollar company billion dollar probably and you haven't figured out how to do proper servers like like okay. come on <laughs> come <laughs> on and just there's just like stupid little mechanic things here and there like um um and this is going to get super inside baseball kind of hockey stuff but uh, the poke check feature which is essentially where you take your stick and you poke at the puck to get it out from from the player's control that feature anytime you hit that button insta penalty no matter what <laughs> and in real hockey you could sit there like you could have you know a forward poke check the defenseman and they get the puck out from them and it just it's just i just sit there and i just i stopped i was streaming it this past mm. week and I, I just was like you know what fuck it i'm i'm done playing this beta and i probably won't even buy it because i don't want to spend another 60 bucks for what is essentially a, a pain job mm-hmm. it's essentially it just it, it's not even like a new pain job it's just like hey let's go to the store and fucking get us some uh i don't know you like that color red oh that looks good let's go ahead and throw that on our fucking uh ferrari i guess our our, our 1980s ferrari because we haven't done anything to improve this car at all oh i, I man. just i just like because I love, I love buying it every year to play with my friend, like you know, everyone that I play with, like all my friends and all that. Like I'm just like, I don't, not, none of us I think are interested in buying it again. Like, it's just, I might as well just stick with 19, or because I have an EA Access subscription, I might mm-hmm. as well just uh, stick with you know getting it off of uh, EA Access when it becomes free. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's just like I, I want someone else to come through and get the license from from NH for NHL from EA and mm-hmm. give it another shot because uh, 2K used to have. Um, a chance to actually develop for it and i think their last version that they've developed for was uh i think 2010 mm-hmm. um, but since ea has that like locked in you know um uh, deal with them they're the only ones that can make a freaking nhl game yeah and it, it's it's the same problem happens with like you know like your maddens too and your fifas right. and, and, and and 2k and uh, for with the basketball and mm-hmm. they, i think i think NBA finally has two basketball games between EA and, and 2K. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just it, the, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's it just, it's so infuriating as a hockey fan to have this, like they don't, like EA does not listen to fans. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Across the board. They don't listen. <laughs> Extremely accurate. Yeah. So accurate. Oh like, man. Guys, get it out of your skull. Like I'm just going to answer with my, my, my pocketbook i just i'm probably not gonna buy it yeah yeah i you said that it was running on frostbite i can't believe they're still like running these on frostbite engine because no 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 this right here this is ignite engine this isn't frostbite oh oh okay yeah no this this game has not gotten frostbite yet okay all right (laughs) it's that's that's the stupid part (laughs) like i would love it if they ran on frostbite but it's not huh Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's just so stupid. It's like like the Madden games too. Like they're even getting like the cool story modes where it's like it's like mm-hmm. in a small town in Texas, one man <laughs> tries to relive his his future of playing football, and it's like I want that for hockey. I I want you know you know Johnny make fucking hockey to like sit there and like sit there you know into the wee hours of the night sitting there you know trying to go bar down like mm-hmm. on the pond when the light the lights are up and johnny come inside to go to school i want that experience but for hockey i don't I, like the football the football one is great it's cool like if you haven't played it's called long shot it's basically mm-hmm. about this guy who like 
who had to like stop playing football in college and then just trying to get back into uh try to get into the nfl i want that experience for an nhl i think they even ha- they even have one for fifa i'm like mm-hmm. and they have like there's one for nba too now i think about it like where's my hockey one okay yeah. where's my hockey one it's just like it's just like hockey in this country in general <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just seen as like uh it's just seen like oh hockey <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if you're not if you're not within like 200 miles or something of the Canadian yeah. border, hockey is really non-existent. Yeah, Which, uh, out of like the main like the sports people, you know, you ask people to do like a name all the sports you can think of, hockey being one of the you know maybe top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I think esports might be beating out hockey at this point. <laughs> probably. Like I Which think I, Overwatch League is like probably beating. <laughs> yeah. Which I love. You know. I love going to hockey games and stuff like that. Yeah. You're right. It just kind of sucks that this, that the, probably the most mainstream hockey video game yeah. is not getting any love. No, uh, no, it's not. Which oh, the, man. I mean, NHL fans kind of get bit a lot. As, oh yeah. As I've understood, I'm not big on like pro hockey or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've just heard NHL fans get, yeah. get the short end of the stick. Yeah quite yeah. often yeah. it oh, just yeah. seems like one more thing it's like it's, one more lash on the back it's just like well like, i guess like the one like nice like there's two nice things that i liked mm-hmm. out of the beta so far there there's this mm-hmm. um a uh, feature call it's just literally it's a play of the game feature like you would see in like overwatch or or, or mm-hmm. call of duty mm-hmm. and it's just it basically it's a huge revamp to their like replay system where it's like you see someone score a goal and all of a sudden like the camera like spins around mm-hmm. and all of a sudden like the puck goes in slow-mo and then all of a sudden when it hits the back right here right here actually you can see right here this is it's like the play of the game feature that looks so cool and like they haven't introduced it until this year and like there's new there's new broadcasters now too Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not the same like and a young lady from Shawinigan came up with that buck. It's like I I've heard that line so many times I just turn off the commentary whenever I play. I'm saying I don't care. Yeah. So how oh, man. So from what you've played so far, is this gonna have does this have the same things uh in terms of microtransaction and loot boxes as FIFA Ultimate Team? Yeah, um, because um they have what's called a hockey ultimate team. So it's the mm-hmm. same thing that FIFA has, same thing that Madden has. It's it's the same system where um, I think if I were to pre-order this today, I would get um, a, a bag that essentially gets you like um, uh, these cards. That's like, oh, you know, I have Connor McDavid and I had you know Dylan Larkin on my on my, my team now or whatever, and uh, mm-hmm. jerseys and all that. And um, so like, yeah, it's it's still it's still a thing. Hmm. Okay, which. As I've understood, is a massive moneymaker for EA. Yes, yeah. Uh, between FIFA and Madden's <laughs> yes. versions of it, I'm assuming the NHL game probably to a lesser extent, but still more. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, like if I if you go on like and Twitch right now and look at all like the streams of people that are playing um, 19, not so much 20 probably, but if you go and look yeah. at 19, it's all going to be like hot pack openings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's 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 it's. I don't know how much the packs cost. I don't. I'm not really interested in Hut. Mm-hmm. Never have been. Right. Uh, but it's 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 yeah. It's probably got to be a huge money maker. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean that leads us to our next topic. But I want to just make sure we don't have any other questions or thoughts. I want to get out of the way on this. 
Yeah. No, I, so, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the well, thing. What's going to end up happening is I'll probably just be like, yeah, I'm going to go play it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So <laughs> it's going to be like that one friend. just like, yeah, sure. thinker. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the big things I was going to say, because this is the one of the horror stories that I hear about, like, namely sports games as a whole. I'm not a big sports games guy. I tend not to really play them. But it tends to be the issue of that, like, that microtransaction system where it blatantly just gives you an advantage. I hear that a lot. Like, it was just like, oh, you yeah. throw down some money and you just get blatantly better characters than other people. And then you're just better. Like, you just win. Destiny. Yeah. Sorry. That's what I'm <laughs> in my throat there. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering, like, how big of, has that been an issue when it comes to the NHL games? Namely, just because I, honestly, I haven't really, it's... like had any experience or i don't really know personally the it, big ones i hear about is fifa that's really it's great. kind of the name of the yeah. game when it comes to when it comes to these games like like i like i was you know i, I listed off like you know you open a pack and you get like uh freaking like uh, sometimes you would get like the older players like you get gretzky right in a pack you know and that's just like he'd you know uh, obviously op'd essentially to, to hell and back and rated you know like like 99 almost um that that's the kind of the point of these like you can sit there and you can trade these cards back and forth and it's like you know let's say i wanted you know uh uh, uh connor mcdavid or whatever you know he, he's the one of the top players right in the league and i wanted that card and i had you know like you know here's a bunch of cards that i, I don't necessarily need anymore kind of thing um so let's you know let's just go ahead and i can trade back and forth and i can go and then play against someone and you know wipe the floor with them with these cards mm-hmm. it's it's kind of the name of the game when it comes to to uh these these ultimate teams yeah. so like but like when i say when i made the joke about destiny 2 earlier i mean yeah. they fixed it since the launch but yeah um you know i could with destiny it's like you could go in and just buy like the best gun of the game like yeah. with microtransactions <laughs> and it's just like that's, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, I don't understand, like, part of the point is to, you mm-hmm. know, sit there and grind out and, like, you know, these raids and stuff and, you know, go go through the game. But it's just, like, if you're going to sit there and just buy the best game and then go into, like, the competitive mode, Crucible, and sit there and, like, you know, click my mm-hmm. head every time you get out there, it's, like, it's pointless. Well, yeah. like, it's it's more of an odds thing with, 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 with the NHL here where it's, like, mm-hmm. okay, um... I'm not going to get, you know, your Sidney Crosby or right. your Conor McDavid right out the pack. You know, it, there's like probably you know, a one in X chance, which is I think a lot of these transactions and these loot boxes where they mm-hmm. want to, especially in the UK, they want you to list the uh, the uh, um, the ads of getting, right. you know, right. your 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 uh, your Conor McDavid's or your Sidney Crosby's or, you know, mm-hmm. the, for, for Destiny, your, your Gallahorn, essentially, you know. Right. It's, they want to list those, which is yeah. why I like like Overwatch, which I know we're going to talk about with their loot mm-hmm. boxes in a little bit, which is why I like Overwatch, because it's just cosmetics, it's skins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I, I think a big part of it, so you said you can trade characters around and trade yeah. stuff out, right? Yep. You, you could put up cards for auction too. It's like, you know, I don't want Sadiq Crosby anymore. I fucking hate Crosby because I really do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to put him up on the uh, the trading block. Mm-hmm. Say like, I want um, a thousand in-game credit for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can sit there and trade them off or uh, auction them off. That's just what I'm trying to say is auction them off or right. you sit there and trade them off with, you know, whoever wants, like, wants the card. And I want, you know, you know, my uh, Pebble Dad stick or whatever. So and there's a there's a value out in that, essentially, right? Yeah. Hands down. Right. So I think I think this is a great way, great way to segue into the next uh, 
conversation here, mm-hmm. which is that uh, the U, uh, the the regulatory body in the UK, um, over the overseas gambling basically said that we see problems with how gaming companies do things, but and this is a big but, but there's no like basically what they said was that there's no official way for them to regulate it because there's no value out for a lot of these systems mm-hmm. and the value outs that you see oftentimes result in in-game currency so unless people go and get into like a gray market third party situation like they do with uh cs go skins mm-hmm. uh uk regulators can't do anything about it is essentially what they said to parliament um that's like the very very broad strokes mm-hmm. um and I think it's just really important and interesting that we talk about it because one story that we uh, talked about, and in, including you know how the loot boxes and stuff work in this NHL game, is that Overwatch, and you mentioned Overwatch, mm-hmm. ha- has had one billion dollars mm-hmm. spent. Uh, uh, <laughs> I contributed has... to some of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, so let me just say it again: one billion dollars spent on Overwatch loot boxes and skins. Mm-hmm. Um, FIFA Ultimate Team, all those microtransactions make up a massive, massive mm-hmm. percentage of uh, revenue for EA mm-hmm. uh, and the and the other systems similar to it in NHL and Madden and NBA mm-hmm. uh, contribute greatly to the uh, to the to the profits of these companies. Um, and it's become a problem that we've we've talked about it before, and that it, it relies on psychological trappings of gambling. But regulators in in a lot of countries aren't sure of what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see it as exploitative. They see it working on on vulnerable people who don't maybe understand that they are spending real money. Um, it's used to circumnavigate gambling laws like we've seen with CSGO, um, mm-hmm. with Syndicate and uh, what's the other person's name that I'm TJ Martin or yeah, yeah T Martin. Yeah. Um, so we, we've seen people use it to circumnav, uh, cir- you know, mm-hmm. circumvent gambling laws and regulations. Um, yeah. in the, in the U S we've seen, uh, Senator Howley, who we'll probably talk about next week because he introduced a bill mm-hmm. um, that on the face I'm not with um, <laughs> and relates to relates to the, uh, this kind of uh, topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we saw him earlier this year uh, introduce a bill related to loot box gamble, uh, not loot box gambling, but loot box regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen Belgium ban them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also seen other, I mean, kind of related to this problem, uh, G, the GTA Casino uh, yeah. update. That was super up. fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I have my own so, opinions about that one personally as well. Yeah. But, so I've introduced a lot of a lot of things, but let's just talk about the, the just regulations and uh, how we're seeing things right now. We can talk about GTA. We can kind of talk about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Talk, you know, you guys can put out your own opinions. I kind of introduced mm-hmm. and left it broad for that purpose. Yeah. So mainly, well, I'm immediately going to dive into the GTA thing more than anything, or just real quick, is that the mm-hmm. fact that, like, 
one, I think the reason why it got banned more than anything is, well, there's two different reasons. One of them is just, like, a lot of countries just don't allow casino use. Like, that's just inherently a thing. Yeah. So when you portray a casino, you even see the same thing in Rainbow Six Siege, where there was, like, strip clubs and things like that, and they actually had to tone those down for certain countries in order to let those be in the game in the first place. And I think they really? even turned it down for, like, globally, just that way they don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, yeah. So I think that's one of the big reasons. But the thing that I really have an issue with is, like, it, it portrays itself as a casino and it's a loot box system. And I think, like, it's an 18-plus game. It's Grand Theft Auto. If you're yeah. if you're willing to put money into that, like, you're an adult. At, at that yeah. case, I, I'm okay with it. You can do whatever you want. All right, whatever. When it's something along the lines of, like, this tends to be an issue with the sports games where they're rated E for everyone. But they still mm. have those mechanics into it. So, like, you're still, while it might not seem like it, you're technically still marketing it to children. That's a big issue because kids don't really fully understand that. I've heard a few things where, like, sometimes kids didn't even know that it was, like, real money they were considering on some of these things. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to buy a bunch of things and just hope for the best. And then, one, they didn't get it. And two, they spent, like, $500 off of their parents' credit card. And it's just things like that. Like, I have a huge issue with that. And there's yeah. no real regulation directed at that specifically. Whereas, like, oh, GTA, because it's Grand Theft Auto and it's the target of every single, like, regulation ever when it comes to gaming. It's, like, yeah. the violence in video games, like, thing. Like, it's just immediate. It's an instantaneous, like, nope, it's out. It's going. It's gone. Joe, yeah, I'd say Joe Lieberman and uh, Tipper okay. Gore just perked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's... Joe Lieberman, that, that name just takes me back and gives me, like, freaking nom flashbacks almost. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my big issue with it, because I feel like it's just people are being like they don't they don't pay really any attention to it. And I understand mm -hmm. it's not like everybody in the world's gonna be like microtransactions are the biggest crime ever invented. It's like obviously they're not, but they are something that people need to be aware about to some degree. Mm -hmm. Is like mm -hmm. if you have a kid and they're playing a mobile game, chances are that mobile game has something like that. There's like there's very unlikely that that's not the case. You see it with like Candy Crush, you see it with basically any fucking mobile game out there. But yeah. like yeah, I don't know. It's I have a big issue with that specifically, where it's like Grand Theft Auto just gets targeted because it's Grand Theft Auto. FIFA, exactly. yeah. a game that can be upwards of ages three plus, is like totally fine with that. And like that that in itself is an issue. I feel like either A, you need to up like the age on that, or B, you need to just not have that mm -hmm. as a fucking mechanic. But yeah, I don't know. So you you actually kind of oh uh did you have a thing, Acorn? No, no. Oh, so you actually kind of gave me a, a thought because um, the ESRB, mm -hmm. they don't rate yeah. online interactions, right? They, well, so if it's I remember a part of the right, they do have something on the case that does talk about loot boxes, but it doesn't mm -hmm. actually affect the, the, it doesn't affect the ERC, ESRB itself. I don't believe Okay. It. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't at all. Okay. Um, because I was just thinking about uh, I was just thinking about the whole uh, you know, the how they say that online interactions and stuff like that aren't rated. And so I was wondering if mm -hmm. they're getting around that by doing that by being well, this is only on the online, you know, you can only access this by being online or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, the yeah. SRB, I, obviously being a self-regulated thing. Yeah, it uh, it doesn't it, hold any real value in the most it part. Doesn't. Yeah. Um. um and and especially. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you guys off. Um, no, I was say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as we're sitting here talking, I was kind of curious and like wondering what Overwatch was rated, and it's only rated teen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I guess there's not a whole lot of blood in it. It's pretty much just particle effects and whatnot when you get shot. So yeah, you would wonder um, when it comes to the whole like loot box stuff if that would would have raised it up. But again, again, like I said, it's it's cosmetic. It's not like it's like. Right. Uh, you know, changing the outplay of the or outcome of the game or anything, but I can see someone be like, you know yeah. what? I really want that one Reinhardt skin really bad. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I feel so I think that some loot boxes I, I'm not I'm not a fan of like every loot box ever should be banned. Because I feel like in cases, for example, Overwatch, I actually feel like they do it fairly well. They're really yeah. easy to obtain. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not a difficult thing to acquire. And if you want to support and you want to throw money to get loot boxes, that's an option. But you don't have to by any means. Hell, no. even if you, like, just get duplicates, you still get a currency to just buy whatever you want. Like, there's no real fundamental loss there. But when it comes to something along the lines of, like, introducing a great example is the sports games like we were talking about, where while you consider them, in a sense, like trading cards, it's, it's a gameplay increase. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just better in the game over that. So it, mm. you're quite literally just paying for the chance of being better than other people. And that's that in itself is an issue to me because like a game and the whole purpose is the gameplay. If the gameplay is just entirely like, oh, it's easier now. I, I'm winning more often because I paid like 20 bucks and I got this guy. Like to me, that's a problem. It would be one thing entirely if it was like, because the big thing in itself is these loot box systems aren't. Like, they realistically aren't fundamental. You can acquire the exact same thing with using a loot box, like, the same kind of loot box system without paying real-world money. Like, you Mm -hmm. could just put an in-game currency in just an in-game currency and have no way to acquire it other than that. And I think that'd be fine. I think that'd be totally okay. But, like, the split second that you introduce the ability to pay money and the split second that it's something that kids can access easily, like, granted, maybe not getting, like, your parents' credit card... But that still happens all the time. Hell, you see it, like, yeah. even without games. But, like, in specifics of this, where it has a gambling feeling to it, like, mm-hmm. it's very addictive. Like it or not, it's still a very addictive thing. It's a couple of dollars to, like, possibly get a new character. You're like, oh, I'll just roll that a few times. I didn't get it. I'll roll it a few times again. Didn't get yeah. it. I spent $50. And it's like, like it or not, that's a thing. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have a big issue just with that in itself the fact that like it's still something so easily accessible to children and i think Mm. if i i think i looked it up just real quick um but they don't call it like microtransactions realistically i think on the box they just call it in-game purchases which can realistically be considered dlc like dlc technically can be an in-game purchase if you can buy it like Mm. the in-game like thing so there's no real difference in that like destiny for example you could buy like dlcs and that you could also buy microtransactions with uh i forget what they are with their very specific um uh silver what is it yeah yeah there's silver and then there's those specific loot drop things that have a chance to drop like really good gear or really good uh cosmetics it's been so long since i've played destiny too i can't even remember what it's called now yeah 
but there is that like thing that you could do in that so what's saying yeah. like maybe maybe a parent doesn't know maybe a parent just doesn't know and they're like oh okay it might be dlc who knows i don't know mm -hmm. and like okay sure there's dlc in it there's also like microtransactions I, I feel like that one should be listed as a totally different thing, like entirely yeah. separate, because that that holds no real value, realistically. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's there's a huge amount of issues with it. There yeah. are and games I... that like nail the microtransaction thing. Well, we talked about Overwatch. Fallout Shelter is another one where like quite literally sometimes Fallout Shelter like you you do like a menial task and you get like something for free mm. or you'll get like five things for free and it's nothing so like there's no yeah. real value head held there and it's not like you're limited and a good a good example of that specifically would be something along the lines of dead by daylight where while the challenges are limited like dailies dailies in itself are something to just for like it, it's meant to keep you playing the game more and more and more Whereas, yeah. like, if it was something just baked into it where, like, they just reset after they're done, that's that acquires the same kind of purpose. I don't mm -hmm. know. There's there's a whole spiel that I have about this specific thing. But, uh... No, I, I, I'm, like, I'm right there with you, honestly, on it. Like, well, I think one of the, th the worst problems of it is that it, it's, it's preying on children mm -hmm. to, like, the, something they don't understand, quite frankly. It's... Yeah. They don't understand the ramifications of gambling and how sometimes if you do too much in real life with actual money, it can ruin your life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's this, I saw this video recently from a, from a channel called nerd city. If you haven't watched their videos before phenomenal videos, but they were talking about how uh, Jake Paul and what he does uh, basically focuses on children and, and mm -hmm. uh, is a predator on like, like have like wanting them to buy this merch yeah. and like how it like with uh specifically it comes back to like the morning cartoons thing mm -hmm. uh, and i think this law the law might play the same thing in, in the uk where it's like you can only advertise toys for a specific amount of time to children yeah yeah and it's, it's the same thing with, with with some of these loot boxes in certain games like that like uh, um I, I, also <laughs> i honestly want to say it comes down to parenting like mm -hmm. you don't know what your kids are doing on the xbox it's that's that sounds like a you problem. Yeah. You know? I, I think I'm I kind of agree, but I also kind of feel like the fact that they like you said it yourself, they do prey on children. It's yeah. not like they're just like, oh, they're kind of there. You can do it if you want. It's mm -hmm. like, no, you you can do this and then you'll get all the things that you ever wanted. And it's mm -hmm. like that sort of thing for a child. Half the time, it doesn't really matter what the parent says on that one. It's like, OK, well, like I really want it, though. And then they're just like, okay, I'll just, I'll spend a little bit of money. My, my mom won't know. I just grabbed the card for like a little bit and spent $5, whatever. But a funny little, a funny little side story. When I was, when I was younger, I was at the video store and uh, wanting to rent a game. I was looking around. I thought myself, I think 13, I rode my bike up to the video store mm -hmm. and there was a kid in there with, with his mother. Mm -hmm. And, and like, I was, I was Mr. Goody two shoes when I was younger. Oh mm -hmm. my God. It was ridiculous. And I saw this, this kid was like going up to mortal Kombat three on the Jesses. And she's, he was like, mommy, can I rent this? And she's like, Oh, I don't know, sweetie. And I, I, I leaned over. I said, he can't rent that because it's MA 13. This is when it was called MA 13. He can't <laughs> rent it because it says MA 13 on it. He's not, he's not old enough. And he just gave me the biggest stink guy. They walked away. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I did something good today. And I look back at it, I'm like, God, I was a prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see, I, 
I've been doing a lot of thinking on the, you know, oh, it comes down to parenting mm-hmm. argument that comes out of this. And my my whole thing has kind of become, you know, the raise your kids right, you know, kind of going back to the Joe Lieberman, Tipper Gore, getting upset about rap lyrics mm-hmm. um, in Mortal Kombat. The devices back in, you know, early video game era and yeah. You know, media devices in general did not consistently update and be interactable, right? right. The TV, sure, like you were being advertised Yu-Gi-Oh cards through mm-hmm. a fucking <laughs> and Pokemon through a half-hour show, but there wasn't a button that appeared on the TV that said, "Do you want to buy Pikachu?" Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to buy a booster pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards right now? Yeah. And the whole idea that watch your children requires you to be over your child's shoulder. Yeah. Every moment. So they don't accidentally click that button. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you that's, just can't realistically a- have that time. Like that's just yeah. not a real yeah. thing that you could do. So it, like I said, in a part of it, we know, we mm-hmm. know they, they have talked about it at, at industry events. We know that they design the games for accidental clicks and you can't refund it at that, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's been like past certain days and you don't see your, which I think people need to be more like me and just obsess over their bank account sometimes and look <laughs> at every single statement, uh, have the app on your phone and look at every single statement. Um, but like if you don't catch it at a certain point in time and a kid accidentally clicked it, I think that's mm-hmm. a big part of it too, especially because they pop up all the time. You know, I we talked about Raid Shadow Legends last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, let me open up Raid Shadow Legends real quick and, and show you how many fucking, you know, windows pop up mm-hmm. right when you open the app. And then there's all sorts – there's stores all over the place. And so yeah. some, you know, a kid who's trying to avoid it, I mean, all right, right there, my daily – Okay, close that. Oh, hey, look, buy this $30 pack. Oh, mm-hmm. hey, look, buy this $10 pack. Right? I go to the shop to claim stuff. Hey, look, 99 cents, $10, $50, you know? Yeah. Uh, I go to the gem shop, you know? So there's all it, the potential for misclicks in purchasing like that, I could see really being a big problem. And the idea that people just say, well, watch your children better mm-hmm. bothers me. Yeah. I, I feel um, like, so I, I do agree, like, obviously people should watch their children more when it comes to that sort of thing. Of course, I'm not arguing that. But at the same time, like, just because that's, like, a thing, like, they're still preying on people, even if it's not children. Yeah. Like, people still have addictive personalities. Like, that's very much a thing. Even somebody, mm-hmm. like, 24 years old will just be all like, it's, like, $10, whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and then it's like, they'll just do it a couple of times, and then, like... Spoiler alert, you spent 50 bucks. Like, regardless of if you're a kid or not, granted, kids are much more susceptible to it. That's still a really dangerous thing. And I don't know, just having the ability to do that at home. Like, the nice thing about going to a casino is, like, you actually have to go there. You have to Mm. actively choose and decide that you are doing it. And usually on that time, you, like, make a budget of, like, how much you're going to spend. Like, okay, I'll spend 100 bucks and, like, what if if i win a decent amount if, if i get to like the 50 and i'm just like i'm losing non-stop maybe i'll leave whatever if, if i'm winning a lot maybe i'll stay i don't know but like the instant gratification that that rewards isn't itself super addictive like that that in itself is a big issue 
But I think if you actually go to a casino to like an actual real life casino, I think you're actually going to, you know, see the instant loss. And you would think, mm, I, mean, I know right. obviously for people that have gambling problems and addictions like that, mm. it's it's maybe like, oh, I mean, I'm going to win it back. I'm going to win it back, that kind of thing. But I think if you actually yeah. go to one, I think it teaches you like, oh, I lost this much money. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, how, exactly. how I usually I go to the casino. That's how I usually do it. I'm like, mm. well, I've lost. To 30 bucks i'm gonna stop now you know kind of yeah. thing or if i'm up i'm out kind of thing so yeah it, well and i'm kind of curious because a casino there's the value in value potential for volume out value mm-hmm. out that has been and that's what really defines the gambling aspect in so many in, in states and countries and stuff like that is that value out mm-hmm. and i think gaming companies are really hiding behind the gray market the third party systems mm-hmm. uh you know obviously the csgo situation right the yeah. the basically online casinos um where gun skins are essentially just poker chips right yep. that is essentially what they are and we mm-hmm. we've talked about this before where to me gun skins in the csgo when you go to those online casinos yeah. They're just poker chips, and it's a lot like playing online poker. Um, yeah. Hell, I know some people that have, like, done, like, the CSGO stuff, and, well, I, I distinctly remember one of my friends getting, like, a $400 skin, and, like, he was so excited, not because, like, it was a cool skin. It was just immediately, like, I just got $400, and then that was it. And it's, like, yeah, that, like, so, granted, cool, good for you, but, mm-hmm. like, that's still a massive issue. Like, that's, that in itself is pretty scary. So just kind of based on that, do you guys think that we're going to do you think that we're going to see any effective ways to combat what is essentially I mean, if we get down to it, like I said, they're poker chips, it's Mm -hmm. online gambling, it is, you know, online casino, and it's we're just getting the means through another video game, through another game. Do you think there's any effective way to combat that and to curb that influence? Um, just off the top. Well, my, my biggest issue is that they're either going to under-regulate or they're going to heavily over-regulate. Chances are it's going to be heavy over-regulation. Yep. That's, that's immediately yep. my thought. And that scares me because, like I said, I feel like there are cases where loot boxes and things like that can actually have a place and they can have a mm-hmm. meaningful, like, spot without being predatory. Like overwatch is easily the best example because it's just it's something so simple to get that really doesn't hold actual value like Mm -hmm. it's skins that you can't even trade you can't do anything with them aside from they're just tied to your account that's it that's all so like in that case i don't really have an issue with it when it comes to something like the sports games for example where you could spend in money and you get something that you could trade with other people like you you can technically give value to that thing and then trade it based on the value of something else like that's mm-hmm. that's a little suspicious on my end mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know i i'm sure that there will be some regulation i'm very just worried about how much yeah that's realistically it cool uh what about you acorn do you, how do you how do you feeling about it like in terms of like ways to combat the problem do you think we need to combat it or you know whatever <laughs> else I, I almost wonder if maybe like there should be a separate like governing body like there is like uh 
what what's the governing body for for gambling? What is it called? The gambling, uh, the gambling commission? commission. Yeah, yeah the gaming commission. Yeah, maybe there should there almost should be like a separate governing body that's maybe mm-hmm. like from the ESRB or something yes. that that overlooks those type of things and mm-hmm. has a better insight on it compared mm-hmm. to you know uh, your your Joe Liebermans uh, of mm-hmm. of the current day that are that are trying to put this this bill that you're talking about, Danny, um, uh, through. Is it a, is it a state bill or is it is it federal? so? It's uh, it's Senator Howley from from Missouri is introduce introduce a loot box bill, um, and it had two Democrats, I, who I can't recall the names of off the top of my head. Um, so it's a federal bill. It. It's federal. Yeah, okay. it so is. I, I remember I remember hearing about a state only bill at one point. Um, there was one introduced in Hawaii, I believe. Is that where it was? I believe so, but I don't think it went anywhere. Um, yeah, I want to say Hawaii. Uh, someone introduced a bill there um, right after EA uh, had the whole Battlefront 2 mm-hmm. thing blow up in their face. Um, so yeah, yeah. Holly's bill yes, is the first uh, is the first federal bill, not mm-hmm. a state state okay. bill. Um, yeah related to this and we i think we discussed at that point that the language of his bill actually allowed people to um or allowed the government to say basically any sort of um any sort of gambling in a game could be banned so like the game corner in pokemon mm-hmm. uh, would you know constitute that and would require regulation um that's how the language of his bill worked. Um, so yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that bill. I'd have to go back and reread it. Mm-hmm. And we talked to, or I, at least I talked in privately to um, friend of the show, uh, Taylor, who does uh, just think the just think podcast. Mm-hmm. I was going to have him come on at some point to, to look over some, talk about some of the bills and stuff like that uh, as he's going through law school school and is a little bit better equipped to to talk about uh legal bills and stuff than mm-hmm. i am <laughs> um, uh, i have a very minimal education in law which was a Ditto. Uh, basically a media law 101 course <laughs> you got so. one more than me i think i took like uh american government in college and that was about it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh um, man so i don't i don't see I don't see a lot of great options. Uh, I first off, I don't want to just let um, I don't want to just let game companies mm-hmm. run free and yeah. and prey upon like prey upon people and exploit and mm-hmm. whatever else. But I also don't want to see such broad legislation that can come in and get you know and, and fuck up <laughs> you yeah. know uh, legitimate fun unexploitative you know Mm -hmm. projects it's kind of the you know it's just something i cannot yeah i'm in so many minds about and and it kind of tears me apart yeah a little bit yeah um at least how with what's been proposed so far Mm -hmm. um maybe the gaming commissions do need to come in Mm -hmm. um I, i think maybe the gaming commissions would probably be better if we just say you know if you're putting money into something outside of a up, of an upfront purchase if you're going to be putting money into something um for a random chance maybe the mm-hmm. gaming commissions do need to get involved just because that you know we could 
basically hmm. say, well, it's it's up to chance and yeah. has monetary value. Regardless if you can cash out, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. But yeah. it would I think it would probably be better for a governing body, like a gaming commission, to be involved than to write legislation that can be used to censor art. Yeah. Exactly. Art media. I, I think at this point, like just having government involvement is kind of just a necessary evil. Like I, I don't think any of us really want it, but like at this point, it's kind of just like we don't have a choice otherwise. Really, mm-hmm. like it's been tried and true that self-regulation isn't working. Like it's just clearly not. Like people are still manipulating yeah. other people just to gain some easy few bucks or a lot of bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like basically a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Just as much as it sucks, I have to agree. I think that like yeah. there does need to be at least some sort of like government regulation on it. Mm-hmm. My yeah, like I said, my my main concern is if we allow and maybe like I said, maybe this would be something where um an executive body, mm-hmm. not necessarily a legislative body, uh, if an executive body comes in to just oversee um, microtransactions as uh, as an aspect of the gaming commissions or gambling re- uh, regulations, um, because if I think if we legislate it, if we allow lawmakers like Howley it, or you know the Liebermans and the Tipper Gores of the past and the other folks who, when I looked at who co-sponsored the current bill, uh, I see it as a way, and this is a big thing that I've talked about uh, in different in different. Uh, degrees being Mm -hmm. a way to uh censor art essentially um and censor media because that's what i feel video games are they're art and media and they have purpose and points and they Mm -hmm. you know they're satirical and they make you know they're valid pieces of art that if we allow legislation to be too broad we can see them be um regulated and censored in way censored in ways that we don't want them to be mm-hmm. um and so i think i think kind of the epiphany i'm having right now is maybe uh, a gaming commission some sort of um mm-hmm. you know epa kind of situation or gaming commission like i said or ftc um i don't know why i said e- epa i meant like um <laughs> fcc i was li- going through all the acronyms in my brain um <laughs> Yeah, FTC or the FCC or some other media group or, game, like I said, gaming or gambling commissions that would have to oversee it. Mm-hmm. And, it and I don't think it can be um, industry run. Um, I don't yes. think I don't think that the uh, a self-governing body. I think that the um, the ESRB and uh, in in movies, the uh, what is it? The uh, MPAA. Mm-hmm. and in radio it's nab <laughs> you know i don't think those are the correct path to go um at least not in this any other thoughts on this topic nope i think we pretty much covered it yeah i think so and we're getting to that point in time too for the mm-hmm. show yeah. uh and my brain is starting to like melt my coffee is gone i am i'm destroyed now <laughs> By the fact that I said EPA when talking about video games for some <laughs> fucking reason, I don't know what my brain was doing. Oh, um, man. So let's go on ahead and end it here. Acorn. Yes. For the people who weren't here at the very beginning of the show, 
Mm-hmm. Tell all the wonderful folks where they can find you, what you're doing, and uh, all that wonderful stuff. I feel like you picked up this from uh, from Sean Evans from Hot Ones. Am I correct in saying that? Uh, <laughs> it's almost identical. You can look <laughs> at that camera, that camera, that camera. I love his show, so I'm, it's, it, I, it, I, it's, I, I can see where you got that from. So you can find me on twitch.tv slash, oh, thank you. I can't, I don't want to type that out. <laughs> um, same thing for Twitter. All my socials are the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. There was going to be a stream tonight, but I had too much fun chatting with these guys and we went super long and i'm so happy that we did that that i'm, I'm <laughs> freaking i'm exhausted so they're probably not me stream tonight but stream tomorrow um probably 8 p.m eastern uh we'll be playing uh surviving mars which is uh Ooh. city skylines but with without, without but on mars yeah <laughs> so check that out tomorrow 8 p.m eastern maybe 9 p.m just follow me on twitter twitter you'll you'll find more about what when i'll be streaming and uh more than anything else so right awesome on. yes ren what's gonna yeah, be up on your channel me. so i've been on the borderlands kick as you guys all know i've been doing nice. it for like a month at this point um yep. we're continuing our grind to level 80 on our second character i'm even trying to consider trying to get onto the borderlands streams themselves they do streams throughout the days where they just host mm. other people and i'm considering trying to talk to them and see if i can get on one of those but you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions. Uh, I also have a Twitter and Instagram where I'm now posting the photography pictures that I've been taking. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to post one a day. Uh, let's see if that lasts, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's basically all I have planned is just doing lots more uh, Borderlands. But yeah, that's cool. that's me. <laughs> Uh, coming up on my channel, um, I'm thinking about playing some games that I have, uh, that I've just collected through Twitch Prime. I have so many games on there that I feel like I do, they at least deserve me to maybe do like an hour, um, on stream at the very least. So maybe I'll, I've been playing around with the idea of doing like a, um, like a four hour stream where I just play one hour of a game I got off of Twitch Prime. Oh. Um, so that might be coming out. I, of course, got a lot of art streams um, as I kind of start going through my own rebranding uh, process because, of course, I am. <laughs> um, and, of course, Insurgency Sandstorm uh, if I don't feel like doing any of those other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the podcast, guys, you guys can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcast. Um you guys can find us on YouTube and let me make sure that I put something in there, right? There you go. Uh, so you guys can follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube. We would appreciate you guys sharing us with your friends. Um, you guys can send a link to your friends uh, through Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just say, hey, uh, I found this cool podcast. Why don't you guys check it out? We'd also appreciate any reviews that you leave us on any of the platforms. If you guys go to Apple Podcasts, um, you feel more than welcome to uh give us a rating and review and of course tell us what you guys think of the show uh what we can change um how we're doing um mm-hmm. or you guys can just say that uh we're jerks and uh, yeah we're horrible you people guys, you guys are jerks i hated being here this is stupid <laughs> yeah it's okay. i hated it <laughs> I, I can't believe acorn talked about nhl uh that way um, <laughs> i can't believe he talked about it period <laughs> uh, you guys can follow us on uh, Twitter at NTN pod. Um, a quick reminder that mugs are only available until tomorrow uh, at uh, 1159 
uh, p.m. Chicago time. So uh, make sure you guys get your celebratory one-year mugs. We appreciate everyone that's shared the links to the podcast uh, this month and uh, entered to win some free games. Uh, congratulations to all the winners. Once again, if you guys um, did win, we have tried to reach out to you guys. Uh, and if you haven't gotten your games, um, you have 30 days to redeem the prize. Um Otherwise, we take them back and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll give them away at another point in time. Man, you give them a long time. When I do I when I games on my right? stream, it's literally like, all right. Dude, I said like uh, 30 minutes. <laughs> I was like, no, give them a day. Like 30 seconds. I'm like, all right, cool. Move on to the next person. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just going by radio rules. <laughs> Acorn, you know as much as I do. Oh, yeah. But you have to be present to win this. Yeah. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, celebrating one year with us uh, this whole month. We appreciate it. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of ways you guys can help support the show. Um, tell your friends and uh, leave reviews. Anything else, guys, before we go? Nope. Uh, about covers for me. I hate NHL 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh big thank you to acorn uh we have uh more another guest uh next week and guys we'll talk to you next week all right thank bye, you everybody. so much for having me on i had a bye. lot of fun oh yeah no problem thank you for being on all right later everybody toodles bye